evening everyone uh, we are here again with uh, uh, nsir sir he uh, if if i have to say he is one of the legends from labor law uh, we have been i have been very uh, grateful studying uh, from him about the concepts and uh, in today's time a uh, lot of hr managers a uh, lot of founders in organizations are facing with very uh, typical issues dealing with whether it has to do with layoffs or whether it has to do with furloughs or the wages a lot of acts are coming in even the government is not very clear uh, plus there's a difference between the state government and the central government in multiple states the idea of this webinar was to basically bring in someone who is learned and uh, respected in this entire community to really help us in understanding all the issues and the doubts which are there uh, currently uh, in in respect to covid now uh, about uh, my self and my startup so i am a 2016 graduate from tiss and uh, i am my own startup called the heads up uh, we keep on doing these webinars we have got a huge list which is also there uh, we this is our uh, fifth webinar in back to back weeks so it's it's all because of all the participants who have really graced the occasion and uh, indeed the speakers to introduce sir uh, he really goes back really really long and uh, so after completing his bsc chemistry in 1976 from sies college of arts and science he did his uh, llb labor laws from government college uh in mumbai government law glc mumbai after that uh, he <coughs> did his masters in from mils graduated in 1981 he did another diploma in learning and development or training and development as we say from isdd new delhi in 1992 is uh, when he started uh, which a lot of people can uh, really inspire to get uh, almost a 30 year plus journey if i am correct sir with asian paints and uh, yeah yeah and uh, in 2003 is when he started visiting tiss as a visiting faculty he is no like a visiting faculty he is more is as a normal faculty supposed to be he is a part of our entire system and has helped thousands of hr managers today both in uh, industrial relations and employee relations and things related to factory hr so i welcome you on the platform and uh, it, it, it's great having you on the platform and all those 22 things which uh, i'm absolutely anticipating will be uh, very impactful even the, this webinar and people who will see the probably the recordings uh, uh, i i i uh, i'm very grateful that you are here sir thank you for coming you. and uh, you can uh, take the okay yeah, okay thank you yeah and if it's not audible let me know uh, yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah uh, okay baby uh, so good evening everybody uh, thanks for coming over it's my honor privilege and pleasure to to be speaking to all of you uh yeah i i should say that most of the audience today are my students and my professional colleagues my friends my family members etc so it's uh, very heartwarming to uh, speak about uh, laboring during covid times that's the name that i given uh so my love and affection to all, each one of you there uh i have been hearing a lot of uh, 
discussions on this covid uh, lockdown period regarding wages regarding leave regarding recruitment uh, regarding advance against salary regarding uh, the forced leave quite a lot of these things are going on I have been listening to seminars on this uh some of some some seminar that i have heard mostly it has been reading up whatsapp messages some court judgments etc so based on that then i said you know there's quite a lot of confusion there's a lot of clutter so i said uh, to the best ability of uh, you know that i know i'm aware to best of my knowledge i thought that i will share some faqs and uh, you know if there are more uh, questions to be asked we'll have some uh questions also that can be answered by me so, so with this short introduction thank you once again for coming over i hope this session is useful to all of you so uh, i i would now uh, start the session okay uh, the first question the first question that uh, uh is this the during this period of lockdown is the employee required to pay full wages even if the employee does not report for work this is the question a lot of people are asking now my answer is very very clear as on date with the circulars from the government the ministry of home affairs etc it is very very clear yes that you will have to pay full wages uh, there are provisions of the disaster management act all of you are aware which uh as per their circular has the power of overriding the provisions uh some of the provisions that people have been talking about have been of layoff whether you can retrench whether you can lay off whether you can close the establishment so layoff and retrenchment as be the industrial disputes act or the uh, you know shutting the establishment as per uh, standing order 181 of the model standing orders act so these are some of the things people have been talking about or if there is some provisions contained in the appointment letter so whether anything could be done that way uh, so that was the question so as on date there is quite a lot of clutter but uh, uh, going ahead with some of the answers you will get some idea as to what possibly could be done and how so uh, as on date uh, with the supreme court to give uh, its judgment on 12th or 11th there is a hearing on the 11th so the government has been asked to place its view and once uh, that is argued in the court there is something to come uh, i don't want to say this way or that way what would happen uh, let's all wait with suspense for something good to happen both for the employer and for the employees so as or if the directives of the government come before that or after that so we are waiting for that so as on date yes we are required to pay full wages clear okay now i'm going to question number 2 so i i'll finish all the questions and the answers from my side and thereafter whatever questions you have you can uh, raise it um, uh, sumit will uh, definitely uh, enable you I will, to speak i'll, I'll moderate it yes yeah yeah, yeah 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 i will be able to answer that so just an idea what is layoff since we are talking about it layoff is the refusal inability or the failure of an employer to employ workmen because of you know accumulation of stock shortage of coal 
or power or raw materials and there is also one thing which is the most important thing due to natural calamity or any other connected reason so the question is is covid is this coronavirus 19 a, a causing natural calamity okay is it an epidemic so these are the question that have been asked within without getting into too much of semantics etc i would myself very clearly say yes it is a natural calamity because it is not under our control we are not able to manage that nobody is able to manage that the whole world has been seized by it so it is a natural calamity and that is how the provisions of the disaster management act are being applied yeah so this is there was more as a refresher what is layoff so then the next question is then what is retrenchment okay retrenchment is the means the termination of the services of an any employer for any reason whatsoever except inflicted by way of disciplinary action that is if you conduct an inquiry and dismisses dismiss somebody that is not retrenchment okay and there are four exceptions as on date the four exceptions are that if it is voluntary retirement of service vrs then that is not uh, uh, retrenchment if it is retirement on reaching the age of superannuation that is not uh, a retrenchment uh, if if it is by way of expiry of a contract with a stipulated day that somebody is on probation 6 months somebody is on training 6 one year at the end of it if you terminate that is not retrenchment and the fourth is termination of the services on the grounds of ill health so this is just to give you an idea set a context these are some of because these are some of the issues that have been discussed earlier but some of the other people have come to grips to accept the fact that now it is more or less that the uh, we have to pay full wages but the question that really comes up is are we are small scale industries or medium scale industries are they able to sustain paying these wages people have made it in march because the lockdown came from 24th some people have worked up to 23rd so to that extent payable because there was also money coming in money going out so there was quite a lot of cash flow so it was possible the complete april is gone so the employers are talking about as to where is the cash flow the employees are talking about where is my ration where is where do i get food from how do i sustain my family there are migrant workers who are suffering so quite a lot of these are points of agony right in whichever uh, you know uh, category it is but these are points that are painful and some of the other i am not at all saying that the government is not doing anything or anybody government is also grappling with what to do etc because there are several sections that are giving their idea there the trade union there the employers association that the work and themselves and there is a government body which is also debating all this uh, i hope something would come would come in soon but apart from that now we have also in maharashtra if you go to see and in many of the places where it is red zone and orange zone etc quite a lot of uh, um, companies are in the contaminated zone or the red zone that you call it and hence the uh, lockout has been extended uh, lockdown has been extended up to 18th of march so the employers thing is that now it is all over till 18 Ma- march uh, may we can't do march right so the whole of may is gone so what do we do for me even if we are ready to pay for april so these are some of the questions that have been coming for and with this context setting i would get into some more questions and um, so first is can 
reduction in salaries or one is reduction in salaries one is deduction from salaries so one is reduction another is deduction whether they are allowed yes P- pf and esi are allowable deductions that is what at least the government has been firm they have left the other things a little but then you know statutory compliance we have to do it so pf and esi are deductible that is what they saying is their reduction possible no so they are saying that you pay full wages so this is something that uh, is something that uh, quite uh, uh, okay uh, uh, organizing for the employers there are no uh, answers straightforward the, uh, you know uh, senior lawyers have been talking about it there are videos on that but uh, arguments both ways but the supreme court when it first heard it listened to it and said that we do want to give an interim release now so they have postponed it by two weeks which ends on may 11 so that is what it is just to reiterate once again uh, there are also some questions like you know if suppose we pay advance against salary okay if we pay advance against salary it is advanced against salary or wages is that possible uh i have been advising uh, people that it is possible as long as it is advance in one month or something like that you can't say till the corona virus lasts or the lockdown lasts i will pay advance in wage then the next question is then where is my wage you are only giving me advance where is my wage this is something that we need to understand in the context of law also in the context of law it is also that if you are going to give advance you are changing the conditions of service which is the fourth schedule of the industrial disputes act so then you have to give us notice of change under section 9a so hence this advance in wages is possible in a month and that too with the consent of both the management and the employees and if there are unions existing then with the consent of the union in writing only then there is possibly a defense and that too for a month i don't think if you regularly do it the government will see things be, be, uh, you know be behind it but if there is consent to that extent you can uh, uh pay advance against wages now what is this advance against wages it is about that the company's cash flow is adversely affected they are not able to pay and there has to be substantial evidence documentation saying that yes cash flow is a problem if that is not done then it, it can be an understanding and somewhere there is probably some sort of a subterfuge or there could be some sort of a forcing or a coercion that is done and that is why employees are affected the employees have agreed now even if one employee complains against all this then you have a problem so the question is consent has to be total and yes advance against salary if true consent is possible not on a continuous basis but whenever when there is a difficulty to pay so probably i am hoping and if nothing materializes positively then may i am sure it is difficult for most of the employers to sustain and these questions will start coming now it in april itself has started coming so i wanted to touch base on this and uh, this is my answer as far as uh, uh, advance in wages is concerned so in advance in wages you will have to pay pf and uh, 
ESI contributions, yes. And if you are paying 50% or 70% in advance in wages, the other 30% or 50% that remains, you have to give it, you may have to give it date saying that by another one month I would pay or something just to tide over this cash flow problem. And at that time, the rest of the ESI and PF contributions will have to be paid. But that time when you pay the ESI contributions, delayed payment will call for penalty, damages and interest. So that has to be kept in mind by the HR folks who are here. And so that is some one of the things that is very, very important to understand. Otherwise, you can pay advance in wages now and then pay the full ESIPF contributions if you want to escape from the penalty damages, etc. So this is uh, something that I wanted to say. So uh, uh, Section 9 is important. Notice of change is important. But if there is a consent, you can tide over it. Otherwise, the union can call it and or the employees can complain it as an unfair labor practice okay so this is something that we have to keep in mind okay so the next question is uh, can wages payable to employees be deferred or an advance payment against be allowed yes i have i think i have answered it in the earlier thing so i might not go question by question yes i have answered it it can be deferred okay deferred in the sense that you say that you know i'm paying advance and the full thing from next month onwards i start paying full full wages and also the remaining advance etc so to that extent yes it can be deferred but it cannot be uh, something that you go on paying it as advance okay so can operation operations be shut down these are uh, questions asked by employers who have start, started uh, operations like the essential services etc so these are the questions that they are asking as to whether uh, operations can be shut down if it is found that some employees who have joined they are afflicted with uh, covid okay so the answer is here it is quite straightforward the entire operations of the factory will not be shut down right so there the government is quite clear however the section and department where such afflicted employee worked that part can be quarantined so this is a very clear and straight answer so employers need not worry because everything is not in their hands but there has to be definitely all the safety distancing measures you know the measures that when you enter the factory there need to be a temperature measure mechanism whatever safety measures are to be there and distancing measures social distancing measures are there that has to be applied uh, and implemented to a t then uh, the next question is about can allowances like conveyance allowance food allowance washing allowance be deducted from wages now what is the rationale behind asking such a question some of the employers and my professional friends have been discussing about it they are saying that the employee does not come to work so why should we pay conveyance allowance employee does not come and eat in the factory so why food allowance should be paid he does not use the uniform so why washing allowance to be paid so can it not be deducted and paid to them the answer is something like this the bombay high court recently has given a judgment saying that allowances like conveyance allowance food allowance and washing allowance can be deducted right but there is no qualification with a lot of respect to the bombay high court there is no qualification as to 
how how this is being allowed but there are several supreme court and high court judgments in this matter which clearly say that okay if conveyance allowances food allowances and washing allowances are paid to an employee when he is on leave suppose an employee goes on a privilege leave and is all these being paid then why would you not pay it during this lockdown time because when he is on leave he does not have conveyance allowance food allowance or washing allowance but at that point of time you are paying if such is the case you can't deduct it during lockdown time now there are several cases on this and is very interesting read for all of you if you go to the net and see now the question is that there are companies my own uh, clients who are there they have clearly stated in their rules and regulations or in a settlement signed with the union that conveyance food allowances and washing allowances or any other specific allowances will not be allowed okay if somebody is going on leave or if there is a um, um, you know a, a thing like you know any eventuality that happens where salaries have to be paid etc so they have very clearly stated that whereas the companies have also said that i will pay for house rent allowances and education allowances and not deducted because house rent he has to have if he has to lead a life education for his children does not stop because he is in leave or something like that so there has to be specific clauses in the settlements to ensure that otherwise as on date as i read it though the bombay high court has said it and the supreme court probably and it has said that we don't want to comment for comment further because the matter is subjudiced before the supreme court so the bombay court a uh, bombay high court has left it that that it's a short judgment but let us not read it only in letter but i think we need to read in spirit too and understand that there are certain qualifications where you can deduct conveyance allowance food allowance and washing allowance clear okay now by dealing with contractors is termination of the contract is termination of the contract allowable okay now yes uh, and i have a clear answer to that to the extent that it is possible to terminate the contract okay not on non performance or something like that but by there are there are force force major classes that is you know acts of god classes you can use that and terminate the the settlement okay but the question that the courts are talking about and the government is talking about is about what will happen to those employees right so in such a case if that needs to be done though legally it is possible today the government does not accept it in spirit the government will come and give you a show cause notice and those questions are going to happen so unless it is really necessary unless there is a fraud committed by the contractor unless uh, you can prove that he has not stuck to the clauses of the settlement which you have signed with him it is because become uh, nearly impossible to uh, but legally if you go to see yes there is a 3 months notice or a 1 months notice you can serve that and with evidence why you did it you can actually terminate it but evidence here during such a uh, lockdown thing should be that he has committed some fraud or you know you are using the force major clause because i have seen in two companies who discussed with me and with a couple of my friends was the contractor is terminated in that case what do you do the contractor says you pay me 
my dues and I want to go because I can't uh, survive anymore because I don't know how it will be possible for me to sustain. So only looking it from the employee's point of view may not be right. So there are contractors also who are terminating and the employer is also stuck as to know what do I do for the contract, right? Like there are employers whom I know are talking about, you know, my vendors don't pay me. Suppose, you know, I am working in an, uh, I am doing some service, okay, a logistic service or catering service or something. My vendors are not paying me. So what, how do I pay? So these are questions that are uh, hitting at the heart of the problem. And uh, I would certainly say that the government needs to look at all this, but, but as on date, everybody is quiet and uh, it is leading to more and more confusion. And I think uh, in May or around, I think these matters will have to be supported by some directives of the government. So legally, termination possible, but uh, uh, government will intervene, we could ask you a thousand questions and I am also being told that the collectors in many areas are, you know, visiting, talking to employees, contractors about what is happening. I think that's a good job being done because there are unscrupulous employers, there are employers who might want to subvert the law, etc. But at the same time, you know, uh, I think understanding the difficulties of both the workmen and the U and the unions and the management is necessary. But there is quite a stoic silence and uh, unless it is addressed, I think May there would be a lot more problems for everybody. I can tell you I, it's a fact that a lot of medium scale and small scale industries are actually at the point of, you know, uh, you know, God knows what to do type of a thing and uh, it is severely affecting them. Uh, so this is something that has been happening. Okay. Uh, when, when, there, there is also these export companies, which a couple of them talk to me and uh, there is no export. There are because of trade restrictions between two countries, etc. So in these cases also, well, you know, what is the remedy? There is now, Nobody has been looking at it or I would say that the government is grappling. I am sure that the government wants to do something and it would come out with some guidelines. But the issue is as on date, if you ask me a blank question, I would say carte blank, you will have to, you are required to pay. Uh, it's unfortunate, but yeah, that is the way things are going on. So now the question is, next question is, how long will the employer have to continue to pay wages even if the workmen do not report to work? Yes. So I'm going to my first question and answer where I am talking about yes, as long as as did the Supreme Court and the High Courts etc. have been uh, talking about it, no relief has been provided, neither the government. Okay. So yeah, the uh, as I said again, uh, this question is being again answered the same way saying on 11th May, let us see, keeping our fingers crossed, that is what is going to happen. So there is quite a lot of uncertainty. Now, uh, so I have answered quite a lot of questions, but uh, I'm, I keep on wondering when I talk to you as to, you know, so what is really coming out? What is really coming out and what is really hitting the eyeballs is, yeah, as on date, yes, there are very few options left for the employer, but to pay wages, right? Okay, uh, the next question is about uh, if employees are engaged in piece rate or, or fixed on tonnages, is wages payable? Okay, because he, the employers say that he, he produces so many, I pay. He produces so many tons of so and so, I pay. Now, there is no production. 
okay how do i pay should i pay the question from the employee side is i am ready to come to work okay i am ready to uh, but there is a containment zone okay there is my village where i am ready to come but my villagers my uh, people staying around me tell if you don't if you go don't come back here okay and there is quite a lot of other things like do all employers provide transport okay okay uh, uh, do all employers assure social distancing so these are the worries of the family members do all employers uh, ensure safety so these are some of the things that are hitting hard so my answer to this question is uh, uh, and this has been discussed with some senior people also and senior lawyers at that they are saying that even in such cases you have to pay the average of the last 3 months whatever they have produced and this is somewhere very very hard to accept because for an employer because there is no uh, there is no production there is nothing that is happening but uh, my view my view is that uh, you probably could talk to them talk to the contractors okay make them understand that there is no production okay there is something severe crisis that the company is facing and that too with records and documentation explain to them and as i said earlier try to get the consent and probably pay minimum wages i am saying this that the risk that i may be wrong but i am also saying it looking at from the point of view that you need to be practical the employees need to receive wages okay employees also in many places that i have seen are asking that give us something don't say that i will not give you because they also understand that they are engaged in peace rate or on tonnage basis etc so i think the em- employer needs to be fair okay because this is not the fault of the employee too and hence from that point of view i would say why i say minimum wages i am talking about minimum wages more from the point of view of that that is something stipulated by the government and i am agreeing with my employees or the unions to say that okay we both have understood the severity and uh, the disability and the sustainability in the future of the employer and which is also with uh, also adversely affect me in the future an employee could say and hence we have agreed so these are these concerned things have to be clear and once this is accepted by both the parties then it is still possible like an advance in salary this also could be possible but there are some senior i heard one of the seminars where a very senior eminent lawyer of the supreme court said that 3 months average wages has to be taken of the last 3 months and has to be paid for even for peace rate or fixed tonnage employees so this is uh, what is it as on date okay um the uh, and in this i think you need to have very clear supporting evidence of, of your financial unviability etc because when you are nothing may happen now or the if you don't do it but there would also be you know a pf authority would question why did you pay lesser wages or psa authority would question a government inspector would come and check later on and there could be a show cause notice etc which could come at that point of time we need to have enough evidence saying that in during april during may our cash flow and everything was absolutely bad it was just nigh impossible for us to pay 
so these are something safeguards but these needs to be maintained documentation is necessary right okay so the next question is that if uh, uh, if the training periods end, uh, ends during this period of lockdown can it be terminated certainly there is nothing wrong because you know the employer when he appointed an employee did not know that at one year later there would be covid around this time so it can be terminated but whatever dues whatever needs to be done can be done and i think there are some affirmative answers we need to have and if challenged in a court of law by somebody saying that it was during covid etc you have ample uh, you know evidence to show that what you did was right so i for me it's an affirmative answer similarly can the training period or, or the probation period be extended during the period of lockdown yes suppose somebody was to uh, his training period was getting uh, over by may end or may 15th or whatever and if he has not been working from march 22nd of for about one and a half months i uh, i am of the view that the employer can definitely extend it by one and a half months or two months as the case may be till the lockdown opens and he can extend that employee's training period or probation by the period during which the employee did not work because it's about a training it's about a probation it's not about you know he, he was ready the employer was investing in him during this period of time of training etc and hence the employer even if it is training or probation period has the right to extend the period of probation or training period by the time that because of lockdown or something that he did not work and they did not get training right okay can an employee be terminated during probation uh, see uh, for non performance that is why this is another specific question yes uh, but you have to have that it cannot be during the uh, and this is specifically asked by somebody who is working from home so the these are several questions asked so you know if i am working or if some my employee is working from home and he is not performing well etc can i terminate see it cannot be uh, uh, non performing during the covid period because there are stressors there are quite a lot of things that does not happen there is no personal attention for the employee etc but if you see for the last 6 months it has been bad again you know and there is continuous non performance you have enough data to prove that there is non performance then definitely you have the right to terminate but here i would put a caveat can't can't you wait a little longer okay can't you the question by the employer is it's not about waiting longer but i have to pay for his non performance because he is not performing and still have to pay wages the full wages etc so my uh, reply to the employers has been hold on let us see that you know and there are one or two people have asked this but i have raised it up because several people may have this questions in mind but uh, it, let us see as to what happens the government definitely has to do something in may Uh, hopeful okay and uh, with this uh, but if you uh, ask for a straight answer yes they can be terminated during probation or training because of non performance but non performance is something has to be proved and it cannot be said that you know i have an appointment letter which says that you know i can give him uh, a termination by giving one month notice or three months notice and i use that clause and making it look like a simple termination or something no there a lot of things will be right behind that and hence whenever it is non performance you will have to prove non performance okay
can employees be forced to go on leave no why because it is more from the point of view that when an employee goes on leave he applies for leave and the leave is sanctioned so there is no question of the employee being forced or to go on leave again so because what the employees are saying is that suppose this lockdown goes up to june or july etc they are saying our calendar year for leave is from january to december and if you are going to start in july or even if i start in june then it picks up and i get first 33% employees will allowed out 50% will be allowed 100% will be allowed there might be actually we might start in july or something like that and thereafter if an employee applies for leave i will not be able to give him leave right and today if there are employees who want to go on leave okay i i am let them go on leave and i am ready to give them leave this is what the employer say but the employer say if tomorrow i don't sanction him leave after july and if his leave lapses then at that point of time i can't do anything about it so employers of the view several employers as to why that uh, you know uh, can i ask people to go on leave here again i talk about consent because i i have seen in all the answers that advance against wages or uh, deductions or you know uh, all that you know if, if there is a consent and if there is a willingness because there is an element of sacrifice from the employee and if there is an element of sacrifice the employee and the employer out of free will and volition voluntarily agree to something okay there could still be some way out now is it legally correct is it against the uh, law etc the government could interpret it in any way and we should be ready for that but why are we doing all this is to ensure the employees don't suffer and if the employees are ready and some of them are ready to go on leave though they might ask that if, if i apply for leave what do i do i can't go for a vacation i can't go anywhere i can't even go for a movie or a mall so what do i do these are questions are there but the employers say clearly when they are talking to them that if there is leave that is going to be surplus then at that point of time we may not be able to give them leave so this is where i the position is as on date uh, if an employee is tendered his resignation and is on notice period during lockout can you can he revoke it before the last date of termination uh, yeah uh, now uh, i would uh, actually take you to generally what was the law the law earlier was that if an employee applied for leave yes if an employee applied for leave uh, sorry applied uh, tendered his resignation and uh, he had he had the right okay he had the right to revoke his resignation even one day or on the last day of his resignation so that was the law and there were several uh maybe another the matter the no but so there were uh, uh there were several contentions etc but the recently uh, in august i think yes in august 2019 if i am not mistaken the supreme court yes supreme court in air india express limited versus captain gk santu as said very clearly and these are thing that is important for you all even to change in your appointment letters so what it says is 
the presence of a provision to the contrary in the contract of employments and service rules suppose you are saying that an employee cannot revoke his resignation okay if if you put that clause in the appointment letter and say that is because when an employee has resigned two months notice or three months notice or one month notice as the case may be and if the employer has already got a replacement for that employee then the supreme court has very clearly said that if the employee if the replacement is already ready to join at that point of time or is will join after the last day at that point of time because i have already taken the cost of the replacement the the employee cannot revoke it but you have to have this in your appointment letter so my thing is please read the judgment of the, the uh, it is just in the last year august 2019 and ensure that a clause is inserted either in your service rules or in your certificate standing orders or in your contract of employment and ensure that you know such cases are minimized okay employee you know because employee is already gone he is going to service his, uh, do his uh, you know work on his service uh, uh, notice period and at that point of time if he revokes it and you have already got somebody on the job then it may, it is not fair for the employer so the supreme court in its wisdom and i i appreciate that because you know generally people have always been saying that quite a lot of things are happening you know in looking at the labor etc but i think this is a tremendous step that the supreme court has taken with respect to ensuring at least two clauses have been put and these clauses are clauses where the employee may not be able to revoke his resignation it it's been uh, almost 90 minutes of very very enriching experience and uh, we have had a lot of participants both here on youtube as well uh, and for the people who have probably missed it there will always be a recording so people can go have a look on that and uh, and also to all the attendees there would be a pdf which would be circulated very soon after uh, this webinar which will uh, be carrying all the answers which sir has given during the course of the webinar and uh, so anything else you would like to say to all the attendees yeah, i would like to say there were a lot of questions probably on the chats which we couldn't take or there are questions that people had and in their minds could not answer so what i would tell them is that my email id is iyer you know it am uh, 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 sumit okay yes. so you can flash it on the screen um, uh, or i could uh, flash it on the screen anyway people can hear me out iyer subba iyer subba at gmail.com and i am ready to answer those questions and probably some of those questions i will use it in my next seminar too because you know there are very uh, different situations uh, typical situations atypical situations that people face so i am ready, definitely ready to answer all those questions if it has to be a private chat i am ready to do that my mobile number is available so i am quite open in answering because these are difficult times and uh, probably we also have to come with creative solutions to quite a lot of these things it's not about legal legal everybody knows there are enough lawyers who will Advice. But then there's. Sorry. Uh, so there was a tech glitch. Sorry for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh.
Thank you so much. Thank you.